Good morning. It's great that there's such a buzz here this morning. Uh, there'll be chance after uh, the talk and our response for you to catch up over coffee. So today I am going to be finishing our series on our values. Over the last couple of months, we've been journeying our values, which are here, presence, growth, community, ownership, confidence, and being outward looking. And today we're going to consider, well, in light of these values and in light of our vision, what does it mean to say yes to being part of the new community family, the new community vision, and the new community values. So that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. And wasn't it a great example last Saturday of these in action? It was so evident, each one of these, the way that we gathered together to be in God's presence together, the way we were equipped and empowered uh, by Phil to grow, the way to grow in our confidence of the gospel, the way that everyone was outward looking and inclusive of one another, the mix of teams in the quiz, how much chat there was going on over coffee, um, or we're not quite on that one yet. Um, you're going to spoil my story. Um, and uh, what else? Community. Yeah, the community that gathered. These values are so evident already in our culture, and it's so exciting to see how they're being lived out day by day by us as a community. Last Saturday, as we were getting ready for the away day, I was aiming to be in Winchester at Hopper State. Um, my punctuality isn't great. I'm usually a few minutes late to things. It was 10 past eight and I was still eating my breakfast. It takes 20 minutes to get there. Uh, and I get a phone call from Sarah and she says, Flora, I've forgotten the special pens that we need for the away day children's craft. These aren't any old pens, they're special pens. She said, can you go to Central Hall to go and get them? I said, well, Central Hall's not going to be open at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. So we were thinking, what are we going to do? We're going to have to go to a shop. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do. So I start raiding our children's craft supply at home and thinking, we're going to have to take paint. And we wanted to avoid paint this year. Taking paint on the away day is not good for those that have to clear it up. Um, and suddenly, I had an idea. One of my children has a collection of Posca pens. This is the moment. There we go. Now, if you're not familiar with Posca pens, they are paint acrylic pens and they are very expensive. Take a wander down the aisle at Hobbycraft and you'll be shocked at the price of a Posca pen. And this is one of my children's prized possession. They have a special pencil case for them. In fact, I saw them looking yesterday for an even bigger pencil case because they want to grow their collection. And I said to them, we don't have anything for the away day craft. Please, can I take your Posca pens? It's quite a big ask, treasured possession. And uh, she, she knew that me and Sarah were in a bit of a pickle. She knew it was going to help the children. But also, Sarah and I did say, we will buy you a new pack if they run out. So she knew the promise of something even better. She was willing to give up her treasured possession for the sake of other people and for the sake that she knew there was a greater blessing in it. <laughs> Following Jesus is like this. We know we might have to give up our most treasured things, but it is worth so much. Ben, would you like to read? Matthew 
13, 44 to 66. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. The demand discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again. And he sold everything that he owned to get enough money to buy that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything that he owned and bought it. Following Jesus is not an easy choice, but it is the most life-giving choice. And as a church, as New Community Church, we long to see God's kingdom come. But that will require us giving up what we maybe hold dear in order to see God's kingdom come. That's our dream, our hope, our vision. I was listening to some worship music uh, last week, and usually I get ads of kind of ring doorbell, uh, which is slightly annoying. But this time, a trailer for a film that's coming out this Christmas came on, and I thought it summed up so well uh, what is needed in order to stick to your dream or vision. So let's uh, play this trailer. You see, I'm something of a magician, inventor, and chocolate maker. So quiet up and listen down. Nope, scratch that, reverse it. Mr. Wonka, I can see you're a man. Oh, I learned my best. You see, I'm something of a magician, inventor, and chocolate maker. Maybe, so quiet up maybe and listen there, down. Don't worry. Nope, scratch that, reverse it. Mr. Wonka, I can see you're a man of great ingenuity. What are you doing? I'm making chocolate, of course. How do you... You see, I'm... Okay, I'd used my very best tech skills that Sarah taught me to do that, so I'm very disappointed. It didn't look like that on my laptop. Um, okay, don't worry about it. Uh, the prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is coming out in December, which is very exciting. Uh, it's going to be called Wonka, and it's about how he became an amazing uh, chocolatier. And he was against, kind of, everybody was up against him. They said to him, you will be crushed by the chocolate cartel. Um, but as he started to live out his vision and dream for this amazing chocolate factory, people started to realize that he was going to change people's lives by having this chocolate factory. He had a dream, and his mum said to him, Oh, I think let's just leave it. Let's not worry. Let's. Oh. You see, I'm something of a magician, inventor, and chocolate maker. So quiet up and listen down. Scratch that. Reverse it. Mr. Wonka, I can see you're a man of great ingenuity. What are you doing? I'm making chocolate, of course. How do you like it? Dark, white, nutty, absolutely insane. Many people have come here to sell chocolate. They've all been crushed by the chocolate cartel. You can't get a shop without selling chocolate. And you can't sell chocolate without a shop. No daydreaming. What are we going to do, Willie? Huh. Huh? Huh. A double huh. Get the pencil and paper. Uh-huh. I got an idea. 
I know things haven't been easy for you. They're gonna get better. You promise? I pinky promise. That's the most solemn vow there is. Where do we start? A good chocolate chip is simple. Where is this? It's just weird. What's happening? Who wants a chocolate that makes it fly? Let's find out, shall we? Who's for a hover job? <laughs> Nothing to see here. Just a small group of people defying the laws of gravity. Ladies and gentlemen of the gallery gourmet, my name is Willy Wonka. He's good. Too good. Pretty sure I've gained about 150 pounds in the last two weeks. You could change her life, Mr. Wonka. Change all their lives. Run away! Every good thing in this world started with a dream. So you hold on to yours. Here we go, Mama. Mark my words, this is gonna be the greatest chocolate shop the world has ever seen. You're the funny little man who's been following me. I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an Oompa Loompa. An Oompa what now? Allow me to refresh your memory. Oh, I don't think I want to hear that. Too late. I've started dancing now. Once we've started, we can't stop. Thank you, Phil, for sorting that out. I want us to be a small group of people defying the laws of gravity or defying the laws of culture. And as Christians, that's what we can be. Look how we've, we've, we've changing the culture as our church and look what we, how we could change the culture of our city, of our workplaces, of our neighborhoods. Our dream is that we would have a growing hunger for God's presence and that we would fall to our knees daily on prayer for our city in prayer for our city, that we would grow into mature followers of Christ, equipping one another to be disciples of Jesus, that these changes in us would start to impact our city, that we would have confidence in speaking out the gospel as we pray for our friends, that followers of Jesus across the city, not just New Community Church, but would bring fresh innovation and organisational change, transforming all different sorts of areas of society. That eventually people would begin to ask, why is this change happening? And that behind every significant change were followers of Jesus. That one day when we get a prequel made about New Community Church, that the whole film would be about us as a community getting down on our knees and praying and learning what it means to be disciples, to give up everything for the sake of the kingdom. We want to see changed lives and transformed communities across Southampton. And I guess today is the day where we ask, are you up for it too? Do you want to be part of the journey? It's not necessarily going to be easy, and it might involve sacrifice. John Mark Comer says that to be a disciple of Jesus, we need to radically reorientate our life around the values of becoming like Je being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what Jesus did. It's a radical reorientation of our whole lives. Ben's just going to read Luke 12 for us. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need.
So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure in heaven for you. And the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it. No moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. It's an extremely challenging passage, isn't it? Wherever our treasure is, that's where our heart is. Not just our financial treasure, but also our time and our talents. The things that we do reflects where our heart is. We have a dream to see Southampton transformed by the love of Jesus. It may cost us our treasure, our talents and our time, but it will be so worth it. So this morning, we're just going to have a think about what are the things that we can do to say, yes, I'm in. What are the things that will, I guess, demonstrate our commitment to the church family, to the values, but also the vision to see a city transformed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through four things that we would, we would ask of people that want to say, yes, I'm in. I want to be part of New Community Church. This is where I want to belong. Now, I appreciate there's some visitors here this morning. And so our family, our church family is on a journey. We've been on a journey for a few months now about asking what it means to belong, what our values are. So uh, this is what we're doing. And there's absolutely no pressure for you to sign your life away this morning. Uh, But there's four things that we would ask. And as a leadership team, we've journeyed these things and we feel we want to set an example in these areas as well. First of all, we'd ask that you make it a priority to gather together to join in on a Sunday morning. So that might be here at Central Hall, or that might be over in Shoaling or in Bitten Park, but we would gather together. It says in Hebrews 10, And let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Now, through each of the the four things that I'm going to highlight, there's sort of four reasons that I'm going to give why. Firstly, it's going to affect us personally. It's going to affect us as a people. It's going to impact our purpose. And for those of you that are like me, just practically, it helps. So personally, if we gather together on a Sunday morning, we we put ourselves in the place where we can encounter Jesus, where we can encounter his presence, where we can grow, where we can help equip one another. It will make a difference to our personal growth. To the people, it says in the Bible that each of us are a part of the body of Christ. If you don't come one Sunday morning, we miss you and we miss what you bring. It really matters, everybody joining in. It makes a difference. It makes a difference to our children in the way that we model uh, what our priorities are. It doesn't mean that they will definitely become Christians and stay followers of Jesus, but it models something of our own priorities as a family. Purpose. If we're talking about what our mission is, what our purpose is, then we can communicate that together. It helps us build momentum. If uh, you followed along with the value series, then you feel part of it. It's like if you're watching a TV series and you miss an important part, one of the programs in the middle of the series, you're not going to understand what's going on. So it helps us build our purpose together. 
practically, just practically, it helps us with our communication to keep going together. Uh, it helps us all be on the same page. It's practically helpful if we're all here and we, we try to prioritize a Sunday. Now, obviously, there's going to be times where it isn't possible to come on a Sunday. I'll be going on holiday next year, and I won't be here some Sundays. Um, I may not be here when I'm having this baby. There will be times when you can't be here, and we're not saying, and please don't come if you've got a sickness bug, but it's just generally the idea of putting God first with our time, of having Sabbath, of putting God, worshipping God high up on our priority list. So Sundays. Secondly, we would ask that you join a hub. A hub is a mid-sized community that meets regularly to grow as followers of Jesus, to build community and to love those around them. It's been amazing, the uptake of hubs. I looked on Church Suite and 159 of us are in hubs at the moment. Um, and I, this has been really, really, really encouraging. So thank you so much to everyone who's got involved with those hubs. Why do they matter? Well, as we've talked about quite a lot, and don't worry, I won't go into a huge amount of detail, hubs are our primary vehicle for our discipleship pathway. So it's where we're going to help one another and equip one another to, to grow in our relationship with God. They're the place where we can be family and get to know one another. Just practically, it's hard. You can't talk to everybody here on a Sunday morning. You can't, well, Chris Romley might be, but most of us can't cook for everybody here. But we might be able to host a small group in our home to eat together. Purpose. They're where we're family on mission together. We've talked a lot about uh, fishing vessels, hubs and spokes, different ways that we transform our community where we're at. They're going to help us do that in the different places. Just practically, they're, they're really flexible as well. And so it was so wonderful this morning to see some members of the Spanish hub be baptized and the way that you guys are reaching into that community for the way that we're able to be, reach diverse people groups, they're, they're more flexible than a, a bigger gathering like this. So joining a hub, it helps us on our mission either together or to support one another on our front lines. So what's the action here? At the moment, we're kind of mid-season with hubs. We launched them in September and we'll launch them again in February. So a lot of the hubs are, are kind of reached capacity, but we do have some space. And we also have some people that said they were willing to give up their space if there was someone new that, that wanted to join a hub. So do come and chat to me if you'd like to join a hub or scan the QR code. And I think the QR code's right. I've triple checked them. So uh, that should lead you to the hubs page on the website to have a look. So Sundays, hubs. Thirdly, serving serve on a team. Serving is probably the best way for us to belong. When um, Ben and I were just married, we were paired up with a, another slightly older couple for mentoring. And over quite a few months, maybe even a year, we tried to meet up with them. And we did on occasion, but it was a little bit awkward. And we, it was hard to get a time in the diary. And then one time they said to us, why don't you come with us uh, to New Wine and join the Boulder Gang team? 
Now, if you've ever done a new wine team, it's like being on an away day team every hour, all day for seven days. It's really exhausting. This is with the 10 and 11 year olds. Uh, But it's so rewarding. It's spiritually rewarding. And you get to know the other people on the team. We built a really good friendship with them. And that was all over exhaustion and serving. Now, we don't want to exhaust you. Um, But serving together is where we find friendship and belonging and working together on something. I looked at Church Suite, and there's 120 of us on a Sunday morning rotor. And that doesn't include uh, the rotors for Warm Space and Community Cafe and Next Gen and Showling and Bitten Park. Not because they're not important, but because it's hard for me to run a report off Church Suite for those things. It's amazing the amount of uh, ways that people are serving this amazing church family. Why will it help? But as I say, it will help us build relationships with one another and challenge us in our discipleship. People. Well, it will help the church community because we all get to play our part. We have recently introduced to our family at home a setting up, clearing away and stacking the dishwasher rotor. It's not very popular. Um... But hopefully it's teaching, and it's usually more hard work to actually get it going than it is to do it yourself. But hopefully we are teaching the children that they need to play their part and they are a vital part. They all have a part to play. The youngest one has a slightly different job to the others. And that's the same here. We're not all going to have exactly the same job. But there is all a way that we can play our part. It's going to help us fulfill our purpose, God's mission. When we're out on the welcome team, welcoming people in, saying, yes, you're so welcome into our church family. You're being outward looking and welcoming others into our church. When you're serving the children and young people, you're discipling them and helping them grow in God. When you're serving coffee or being building manager and looking after the health and safety aspects, you're keeping us safe and looking after us. It matters. Practically, I am a person of practicality and numbers. Um, We just need people to help. Um, It's like I used to be the children's worker. And really, if, if people have a child or young person and they're a parent and carer and they all regularly attend, we basically need you to be on a children and youth rotor because otherwise it just kind of doesn't work. We just practically do need you to to get involved and say yes for being up for a team. Now, again, I've got a QR code here, and I believe it does lead you to a different page than the previous QR code. There's a number of ways that you can serve uh, there in a form to, to, to show your interest if you're interested in joining a team. Now, again... There's a massive caveat in this because it's not always possible for people to be on a rotor, and that's okay. A few weeks ago, I really wasn't very well, and I was laid up on the sofa, and I did nothing. I felt so useless. Everyone had to do things for me. My children were doing all their own breakfasts and lunch, and my mum was taking the children to school, and Ben was coming home early from work because I couldn't do it. We're a church family, and we will carry you. And we will look out for you. Please don't feel the pressure if you cannot serve right now. I'm not planning 
on speaking or hosting on Easter Sunday morning or probably being on the children's team rotor in the summer term. That's not going to be possible. But the idea is that generally, if we can, we do contribute and serve. So Sundays, uh, hubs and serving. And finally, giving financially. Something that we find a little bit tricky to sometimes talk about as uh, British people to talk about money. But part of our investment is not only our time and our talents, which are really important, but also our finances. We simply, when we give to church, we are giving back to God what he's already given us. We believe that tithing, that is 10%, is the foundation of our giving. As a leadership team, this is what we believe, but please do go away and have a look for yourself. But we believe that the Bible teaches us that this is the baseline for standard giving, that the first 10% of our income we give to the church. And this is an expression of putting God first. It's an act of, act of worship that expresses our gratitude to God. It's our faith and it shows our love for others as well. Uh, we believe that this is to the local church. And I appreciate that there is debate about that, but that there would be 10% to the local church and other uh, offerings would be generosity on top of that. It says in Malachi 3, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the window of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Now, personally, I think that this is going to help us grow in our relationship with God. It, it helps us put our trust in God and who he is rather than our own finances and perhaps our own anxieties around this. Uh, if we are generous, God says here he, that we can put him to the test, that we will experience God's blessing. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean like for like with the Posca pens. I've actually, I, I think I've all my life, I think, regularly given to the church. Uh, I don't think I've ever had an occasion where I've given £100 and then the next day been given £100 by somebody else or something. That's not happened. There's a lot of stories here, I'm sure, where that has happened. But I was thinking about this recently. We have been so blessed in the way that God has provided us with so many things, not just financially. Um, we know that in our lives when we've had question marks over things and not been sure about things, we have seen God's financial provision uh, and provision in many other ways as well. It's a way for us to open up and experience God's generosity as well as stepping out ourselves. It's never too early to teach this to your children either. I was brought up with three little pots. You know the stacking cups? Well, when they're not toddlers anymore, turn them over. They can be giving pots. Um, so I had one for saving, one for spending, and one for giving. If we teach our children young, it's actually much easier when, once they start earning bigger money uh, because they're in the habit of doing it. So it's never too young to teach them. People. Well, investing into the work of new community, church, helps us flourish as a family. 
If you're investing in your money, you're investing into the pastoral ministry, investing into children and young people, investing into the things we do here. Even if you're not directly involved, you are making a kingdom investment. It helps us with our purpose, not only the things that we do internally, but also our mission and our our kingdom ministries. By giving, you are providing meals for community cafe, warm space, You're speaking the gospel through Alpha. You're helping house the vulnerably housed with hope into action. You're training teachers across the world through schools of ministry and bringing people out of poverty in Kibera. By putting, giving your money to church, you're also investing in kingdom ministry. Practically, just the same as the other things, if, if people don't give, we won't be able to function as we do function. It's just the practical side of things. We, we, we are amazed by everybody's generosity and it is only through your generosity that we are able to do what we do. So what's the action here? Now I realise this is probably the biggest one. So uh, just if we got the next slide there. This is I suppose a way for us to look at how could we take the next step in generosity personally. Now it may be that you've never given anything to the church at all and perhaps you want to start by making a one-off donation to New Community Church. Or perhaps you've done that a few times and actually you haven't really ever given regularly and you'd like to start giving regularly, even if that's only a small amount to get into the practice of doing that. Or perhaps you do do that but you don't give 10%, that feels like a big step. Perhaps you need to go away and consider what that could mean, what financial changes you might have to make. The next step would be giving 10% of your income to New Community Church. But perhaps you have always given 10% and you like a good old spreadsheet and that goes out every month and that's fine. But you know that God's challenging you to take the next step of generosity, to be a lavish giver. We can't outgive God. And whether that's giving into the work of new community or giving to other kingdom ministries, maybe God's speaking to you about that. So I think the next slide there is again another QR code. That's uh, more information uh, about how you can practically give. But if you've got any questions about this, please do come and chat to us. There is, um, you know, our heart with this is hugely pastoral and understanding. And God knows where you're at. So, um, and you are his child and he loves you and he knows your situation. So, if you'd like to demonstrate your commitment to New Community Church, to our family, to our vision, and to our values, then they're the things that we would ask you to do. To come each Sunday, to join a hub, to serve on a team, and to give financially. Why? Because it's part of us reorientating ourselves around the dream and vision that God has given us. It's going to transform us personally. It will help us grow as a people, as a church. It will invest in our purpose. And if you're practical like me, it just helps us organize ourselves practically. 
We want to be a mature and growing, flourishing body who lives out its dream and vision. I'm going to hand over to Theo, who's going to lead us in our response and next steps. Thank you so much, Flora. So we've come to the end of our core values series. And uh, if you've missed on any Sundays and uh, haven't heard uh, all the talks on each of these, then uh, go online, go and check out, uh, go via our website, go on YouTube, and, and have a listen back and listen through. This has been a really important season for us as a church, as we just recognize what God is calling us to. And uh, not just what he's calling us to in terms of vision, but also who he's calling us to be. And so we really wanted to create the opportunity, as, as Flora has just led into so well this morning, to have an opportunity for those who would like to, to, to make a response. This is a response, not, not so that you can demonstrate anything to anyone else in the room, but just between you and God, to be able to join us on the journey. If you feel that this is your church, if you have a sense that God is leading us together as a community, increasingly into his purposes, that we would follow the way of Jesus together, that we would be increasingly making disciples, and that we together would be bringing life and transformation to Southampton and beyond. We want to give an opportunity for people to say, yeah, I'm in. I want to be part of this. I want to commit into this. You may be here in this room and you're not ready to do that, and that's absolutely okay. Uh, you may be just visiting this morning, and so this is all new to you. But if you are in that position and you would like to, we just want to make that possible today. Because there is something about us standing together and saying together, we are for one another and we are journeying together as a community in the kingdom purposes that God has given to us. And I want to be part of that. I want to commit into that. I want to give of myself into that. That we would see the love of God demonstrated through us, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our city, that we will be part of the solution to the challenges our city faces, that increasingly we will play our part as the church of Christ in this city, along with the other believers in this city, in bringing the hope of Jesus to bear. That we would one day, in the near future, see the challenges that our city faces, many of the needs and the challenges met. That we would see divorce rates and family breakdown rates reduce, crime rates reduce, that we would see teenage pregnancy rates reduce, that we would see prosperity come as we increasingly see economic and spiritual hope fill our city. And so that is what we are journeying towards. That is what we are committing to, to say we want to walk this journey together with one another, for one another, spurring one another on. Flora's outlined just some ways in which we can do that. And uh, so what we're going to do now, we just have these little pieces of paper. And on it, it simply says this. It says, I wish to commit to the new community church family, vision, and values. And there's four boxes you can tick. Gathering to worship each Sunday, joining a hub, serving, giving financially. And there's the opportunity option at the bottom, which is optional if you want to. If you want to put your name to it, you can. If you don't, you just want to do it anonymously. That's absolutely fine. This is a way of us responding as a church together and saying, yeah, come on, we're for this. We're together. We want to serve God together in the city and beyond. So I'm going to ask if you could all, we could all stand, first of all. And can I encourage you, it's really easy when we create a response and, and uh, you don't need to get your children just yet. 
that's fine. Uh, I think some of them will be coming back in anyway, but you don't need to head out and get your children just yet. But it's really easy when we have a response like this and there's some lovely music playing and everyone else is responding to kind of just join in. And I would just encourage you to take a moment. If you want to commit in and say, I want to be part of this, then please step forward and do it. If you're not sure or if you want a bit more time to think about it, can I encourage you not to come down? But to take that time, if you want to go and pick up one of these things and take it away and just have a think and a pray. Or if you're saying, look, I'm just looking. Or you may be going, actually, I, I, I have a sense, you know, it's been helpful to see where we're going as a community. And, and I just actually don't feel that's quite where I'm at right now. Maybe part of this series has been helping you recognize that um, where we're journeying as, as a church. And maybe that's not the way you want to journey. You are still really welcome here. But it might not be the time or the place for you to to do this and make this out this isn't membership we don't have formal membership in this church you fill in this little form put it in the basket it doesn't it's not going to add you to any lists or anything like that but it is a chance for us to stay we want to stand together those of us who want to to do that so i'm going to pray and there's the brand plays uh, sorry just just before you pray, I'm just aware that the young people have just come in. And so what we've been doing is talking about the way that we want to demonstrate our commitment to church. And you guys are part of this as well. Uh, so we've been talking about uh, regularly coming each Sunday, joining a hub, or for you guys that would be youth refuel, uh, giving uh, some of your money, maybe your pocket money, and uh, then also serving being part of the family which you guys and older youth are doing and increasingly in younger youth you're playing your part as well and so this is for you as well we're responding as a church family um, and we're taking one of these pieces of paper and and ticking the things that we want to say yes I'm in about you don't have to just sit there and watch you can be part of this as well and if you're not sure and you want to take it home and pray with your family you can do that as well we don't want you to be spectators. You are such valued members of our community. Um, just wanted to say that. Yeah, amen. I'm so glad you did, Flora. Really, really important and so true. So I'm um, going to pray. And then um, if you want to come and grab one of those, there's pens there. You can fill it out. Um, if you want to fill it out and put it in the basket, that's fine. If you just want to take one away and have a think about it. But uh, for those of you who want to fill it in and pop it in the basket. Can I encourage you once you come down to stay on the floor because we want to pray together. But Father, we're just so grateful for the journey that you are leading us on as a church. Our desire is simply to be faithful to you, to journey faithfully, to follow you, to love you, our Lord and God, to love one another and to go and make disciples wherever we place our feet. So, Father, we just thank you for your presence with us and for this moment, this opportunity. For those of us who want to, just to nail our colors to the mast and say, yes, I want to be a part of this journey. I want to be committed to this people as we serve and follow Jesus. Amen.